sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid network as well. And that includes sportsgrid.com slash watch where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for being here on this Wednesday. Where it stands now in the NBA playoffs into the conference from semifinal round all four series we have an opportunity for a team to advance to the conference finals while the other has their season on the brink of elimination a ton to break down here in this opening hour over the span of two hours together we bring you up until 11 a.m eastern time we'll look at the stanley cup postseason as well where two road teams made some statements last night around the national hockey league and of course our daily breakdown of everything all around MLB. Let's start though in the NBA playoffs. Game number fives last night. A doubleheader in two places in the Mile High City in Denver. That was the nightcap between the Nuggets and the Suns. First, it was the Celtics and the Sixers, but we finish with that nightcap where we start with the nightcap that finished the doubleheader. Denver last night, the Nuggets and the Suns tied at two games apiece entering. Denver was a six-point home favorite, and the Nuggets hold serve on their home floor as they have many times throughout this season. A 16-point win for the Nugs, 118-102. Highlighted by a triple-double from Nikola Jokic, 29 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, his 10th triple-double in his playoff career, now surpassing Wilt Chamberlain for the most all-time by anybody playing the center position in the association. Denver covers as that six-point home favorite. This year at home, the Nugs now 30-16-1 against the spread, a cover percentage north of 65%. It is the best in all of the NBA. On the other side for Phoenix, it's been the story of KD and D-Book. Devin Booker, who has been sensational throughout this postseason, and Kevin Durant needing to carry the way the lion's share of the production for Phoenix. Last night, we saw a glimpse of what happens when these two do not combine for 70 or more points. Only 28 for D-Book, only 26 for KD. Devin Booker had scored at least 27 points in all four games in this series. Now make that five consecutive, but it was 35 or more in the last three for the Suns. He shot below 50% last night. He was shooting 62% from the field throughout these playoffs. So only as it stands right now, 54 combined points from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker last night. Not enough to go against the two-time NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic, who records his 10th career playoff triple-double. Nikola, you guys will have a chance to win the series on Thursday. What have you learned in your time in the NBA about closeout games and what the challenges are with those? Absolutely nothing, my friend. <laughs> 
Well, let me try that a different way. How big will it be to close out Thursday and not have to come back here for a game seven, but know you're moving on to the next series? So to get the win. Yes, I mean, uh, hopefully it's going to be the same way as today. That we're going to be up 20, but probably it's not going to happen, you know. But I think just the, if we play the way how we play today, we're going to have opportunity, we're going to have a chance, you know. Just to just to be the just to be uh, especially on the road, just to have a opportunity to win a game. I think that's that's a lot. I guess a really really good team. Well, hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number one of a Wednesday live on the morning after on Sports Grid Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Nine. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. You just heard from Nikola Jokic after a twenty-nine point. 13 rebound, 12 assists, triple-double last night. The 10th of his playoff career, now the most ever in NBA history by anybody who plays that center position. And what Jokic was breaking down there is Phoenix going to be hungry for game number six. They are booked as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Yet Denver, minus 370 now to win this series outright. And because of the win last night for the Nuggets and a surprising upset, for Philadelphia on the road in Boston, drastic changes to the NBA championship odds. Philly goes into TD Garden and wins by 12, 115-103 outright as a seven and a half point underdog. The Sixers pull off the improbable with Boston favored by seven and a half. So Philadelphia now takes a 3-2 series lead over the Celtics who had been booked as a favorite in 82 of 92 games this year. A huge night from the MVP Joel Embiid. 33 points to lead Philadelphia. Tyrese Maxey has his first great game of this conference semifinal set as well. He goes off for 30. Jason Tatum on the other side did lead all scores. 36 points for Boston. 11 of 27 from the floor. Just 3 of 11 from deep. Not all that efficient last night for the Seas who now find themselves in a 3-2 hole as they head to Philadelphia tomorrow night for game number three in the city of brotherly love. And because of that the Sixers and the Nuggets now co-favorites to win an NBA championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook. A plus 290 price for Denver and Philly. More from around the association up next live right here on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A surprise last night in the NBA, a doubleheader of game number fives, where now one team is one win away from a conference finals appearance and the other in the series on the brink of their season coming to a close early, being eliminated from the postseason. We break it all down right now with Joe Ranieri's reaction live right here on this Wednesday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. That 
is Joe Ranieri. Joe, a ton to get to here in our opening hour together. Thank you for joining us for these next three segments. Two in the NBA playoffs to look back on the doubleheader of Game 5s last night. Two more Game 5s tonight where one team holds a 3-1 series advantage, but the other is favored at home to keep their season moving along. And then, of course, some Major League Baseball conversations to have as well. JR, as always, we appreciate your time here on this Wednesday. Absolute pleasure, Ben. Beautiful uh, time of year, especially down in this neck of the uh, the woods. These uh, sports fans have a whole lot to be excited about in uh, South FLA, that is for sure. Especially maybe, fingers crossed, next week where we get a couple of conference championships and not one but two sports, Ben, here in South Florida. It seems like that is going to be very likely. The Panthers have an opportunity for the sweep at home tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Miami, not far away from us. Inside Madison Square Garden, the Heat can end the Knicks season, although New York booked as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. We go back to last night, Joe, where the road team was not favored in Beantown. Instead, inside TD Garden, the Celtics, Joe, booked as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. The line working their way all afternoon long and Philadelphia says hey that's no big deal we'll come and blow you out by 12 on your own home floor 115 103 the Sixers take a 3-2 series lead over Boston drastically shifting the odds in this series the Eastern Conference and for the entire thing in the NBA championship odds as well Joe how surprised were you by Philadelphia's upset on the road in game number five in Boston last night uh, well, I mean, I think everybody was surprised. The market was surprised. Um, you know, the, the first half came and went. You went, wow, all right, maybe uh, second half. And maybe that's even even a bigger story is how uh, they were laying another seven, seven and a half points in the second half, Boston, as the market's like, oh, this is a mirage. Yeah. It's not going to, this isn't going to, don't worry, the Celtics are going to come back. And, yeah, no, uh, Celtics did not come back and win it. And is it me, Ben, or am I the only one that's going – is Doc Rivers out coaching Joe Mazzilla right now? Because it would seem to me like mm. the Celtics have a three-point problem. Either they make them and they're great, or they don't make them and they can't win. And that's a problem. Tatum starts off slow again. Embiid gets another 30. They have no answer for that. Oh, and yeah, by the way, uh, Harden didn't need to drop 40 and win a game. Why? Because, oh, now they're getting contributions from Maxi and Tobias Harris. Uh, this is a very dangerous Sixers team right now, and Boston knows it. Even though they were in this spot a year ago against Milwaukee, down three games to two and eventually won it. Um, don't know that I trust this Celtics team like I did the one last year. 36 points for Jason Tatum last night to lead all scorers, but it was not efficient. 11 of 27 mm. from the floor. That was representative of everything happening for Boston last night. Just about 39% shooting as a team, just a tick above 31% from deep as a team as well. On the other side, Joe, like you mentioned, Joel Embiid, 33 points for the NBA mm -hmm. MVP. Tyrese Maxey, probably his best game of this playoffs, if not at least this series, 30 points last night. And although James Harden only scored 17 points last night, Joe, did have 10 dimes and eight rebounds, he only took eight shots. He was more in that orchestrator role for Philadelphia 
yesterday. So, Joe, as things currently stand, we entered last night Boston greater than a $3 favorite to win this series. Now it's Philly as the odds-on favorite to win this series. Philly is the odds-on favorite to win the entire Eastern Conference. Game number six in Philadelphia tomorrow night. Yet Boston remains the favorite, Joe, laying two points on the road. What does that say to you about what we can expect for game six tomorrow night in Philly? Well, what it tells me is the market is completely overvaluing the Boston uh, Celtics. Listen, uh, styles make fights here, right? And the Philadelphia style right now is a nightmare for this Celtics team who is going long stretches without having any sort of offensive production. Exactly who was president last time Al Horford made a three? And more importantly, why in the <laughs> hell are you continuing to take threes, Al Horford? You can't hit him. That's kind of the problem right now that we've got for the Celtics. They're not getting stops. This defensive juggernaut of a team, where is it? Where has it has been? They're giving up more and more points, 30 and 40 point scorers to Philadelphia. And you want me to lay points on the road with this team? But we know this. Mm. Uh, series tied 2-2. The winner of game five goes on to win 187 and 41 all time. The Sixers are moving on here, whether it be in this next game or in a game seven, the Sixers are moving on. Right now, Philadelphia to win this series, Joe, in six games is minus 115, yet they're a two-point underdog for tomorrow night's game number six. On that money line, it's plus 108. Those odds don't necessarily add up. The market believes that if it goes back to Boston, that's the second most likely outcome. You can see the difference in these prices right now between the C's in seven and the Sixers in seven on your screen. All right, to the other game. Game number five last night in a series tied at two games apiece. Denver, a six-point home favorite. But unlike Boston, the Nuggets hold serve on their home floor. Joe, now 30-16-1 against the number as a home team this year. The best in the entirety of the NBA. A 16-point victory, 118-102 for the Nuggets, covering as a six-point favorite. Joe, as you look at last night's game, KD and Devin Booker only combining for 54 points. Nikola Jokic goes off for his 10th career postseason triple-double. Was last night's game five indicative of the storylines of this series overall? Well, I, I, the, the storyline is, is somebody going to win a road game? Anybody, raise your hand. Uh, because uh, if not, if everyone is going to keep winning games at home, then Denver is moving on, and that's going to be the end of it, which uh, doesn't bode well for the uh, team that may be waiting for them uh, in the conference finals here. But what a shock, right? Uh, so you're telling me Booker and Durant didn't drop 85 or 90 points and you lost. Ah, what a shock. How is that sustainable, Ben? How is that sustainable with two dudes having to play 40 or more minutes? And if they don't drop at least 35 or 40 points apiece, you can't win. Um, Phoenix is in trouble. I think Phoenix is in trouble. The lack of depth for the Suns on full display last night. A nice moment before the game, by the way. Nikola Jokic going over to the Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, tosses him the ball. Two guys that can take and understand a joke. But, Joe, like we said, a huge, drastic shift 
to the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference, and the NBA Finals odds <laughs> based on last night's results. The Denver Nuggets, the only one seed left in this postseason, the favorites out West, the co-favorites to win an NBA championship, plus 290 alongside Philadelphia. Quickly here, Joe, before our next segment begins in just a few minutes, what is your assessment of where we stand at this point of the conference semifinal round of the NBA playoffs? I can't believe the Lakers are plus 150, but you got to get to the Western Conference Finals to actually win it. And they're closing in Denver right now, believe it or not. That goes to a game seven. I'm worried about those odds with Denver. It would be very interesting to see. Phoenix still a three-and-a-half-point favorite for game number six. Golden State in the other Western Conference semis. Ooh. A seven-point favorite at home tonight. We preview it all up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A doubleheader of decisive Game 5s last night in the association that have drastically changed how we view the rest of this postseason in the NBA. Might that be the same on this Wednesday with two more Game 5s on the line. Welcome back to the morning after live right here on this Wednesday on SportsGrid. He is Joe Ranieri. I am Ben Stevens. JR back for a second consecutive segment here on TMA. Joe tonight, unlike last night slightly, we have two series where it's a 3-1 series advantage for the team on the road with the potential of clinching a spot in a conference final series. But the team at home is favored by at least three and a half points to keep their season and the series alive and stave off elimination. We start with the marquee matchup in the Western Conference. Back to San Francisco we go, and that is very good news for the Golden State Warriors. The Dubs now, Joe, a seven-point favorite against the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you think this game will be more competitive than that spread indicates? I do, and I do for the simple reason that you got to give it the eye test, uh, Ben, here. I mean, the two games here tonight, when you when you look at them realistically, we're doing an awful lot of, well, it's the Golden State Warriors. Well, it ain't this Golden State, because this Golden State Warriors team can't hit water if they fell out of a boat. If it isn't happening with Steph Curry, it's not happening. Klay Thompson has gone absolutely MIA. I don't even think you can find props up for Jordan Poole. Why? Because he doesn't score anymore. He's been MIA. So we've got Wiggins, and our hope is what? Klay Thompson figures it out? They haven't figured it out. Uh, defensive adjustments. Give credit where credit is due, by the way, mm. uh, to, to Hammond and the coaching staff and the adjustments that they have made in this chess match here. They are winning it over Steve Kerr. But my goodness, uh, nothing about this Golden State Warriors offense can be trusted right now. So in order to lay seven, that is a monster ask for a team that is just trying to win a game and move on. 
And that line working even more in favor of the Dubs. Add on the hook. It is now seven and a half in favor of Golden State. Joe, we shared that record against the number for Denver at home this year, 30-16-1 and one mm -hmm. against the spread. It's the best in the NBA. Now just a game in front of the Golden State Warriors, 29-16-1 ATS for the Dubs at home. Of course, the Lakers did win outright as an underdog mm -hmm. in game number one inside Chase Center. So when it comes to scoring for the Dubs, Joe, you look, of course, first at the Splash Brothers. Steph Curry, a triple-double in game number four, but not enough to even up the series against L.A. Some questionable shots late from both Steph and his Splash Brother, Clay Thompson. You see the props for tonight. Joe, how good does Steph and Clay and the Splash Brothers together have to be tonight to keep Golden State season alive? They they have to be huge. Um, they absolutely have to be huge. But they haven't. Outside of that one game, what was it, game two for Clay, where he made eight three-pointers, yep. right? And he had a, you know, 30 points. That was great. But in the next two games, he's totaled 24 points. He's eight of 25 in those last two games here, Ben. There is nothing consistent or leads me to believe that the Lakers are just going to allow him to have another eight point you know an eight three point making game i don't see it happening here so that means it's either going to come from steph or it's not going to happen which means if steph curry is going to be doing his you know and i give him all the credit in the world uh, we're talking 12 13 14 15 assists for steph curry because he's trying to get these guys involved but he can try all he wants. Unfortunately, I think the assists go down and the shot attempts go up for Steph Curry because I don't know how much faith he has in the guys around him right now. So, Joe, as it stands, the Lakers hold a 3-1 series advantage over the reigning mm -hmm. NBA champions. The Lakers right now a minus 500 favorite to win this series. As of yesterday, they were the favorites to win the Western Conference, but now Denver just one win away from being in the Western Conference Finals as well. The Nuggets have vaulted the Lakers with the best price out West, but the Lakers, the third best number to win the NBA championship as well. Are the Lakers, Joe Ranieri, right here, right now, playing the best basketball in the NBA playoffs? No, but they are playing the kind of basketball that they need in order to be able to beat the Golden State Warriors. At this point in the series, right, at this point in the playoffs, Ben, it's, hey, it's all about the styles of the fighters that we've got in here, right? It's what makes it. And right now, the Lakers are a rough matchup for the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors barely got by Sacramento, and Sacramento plays zero defense. They're having trouble here with the Lakers because the Lakers play way more defense and better defense with AD in the middle. So, yes, the Lakers are playing way better than the Golden State Warriors. Doesn't mean they're playing the best basketball in the playoffs, though. It will be interesting to see what happens with game five tonight, what that line might open up for game number six back in Los Angeles if... The season stays alive tonight for the reigning NBA champs. The first game five of the doubleheader on this Wednesday, not far away from us, inside the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. The New York Knicks 
the Miami Heat. <laughs> the Heat hold that 3-1 series lead. This spread a lot shorter than what we will see in San Francisco tonight. It's only three and a half in favor of the Knickerbockers inside MSG. So Joe, simply, do the New York Knicks survive and keep their season afloat tonight? <laughs> No, I, you gotta be absolutely not. This Knicks team is trash. Please, people. What I mean, come on. I, I get it. You want the Knicks to be relevant, and so do I. But the reality is. This is just a absolute terrible shooting team at this point in the playoffs. Nothing that we have seen from the Knicks in any of these games leading up to this tonight, Ben, leads anybody to believe, oh, well, it's look out now. Now their backs are against the wall. They're, they're going to come out. To, they can't hit anything. This is They got no depth. They've got no perimeter shooting. And they happen to be playing, Ben, let's be realistic, the best team right now playing the best team basketball in the playoffs it is over for the new york knicks uh tonight uh sayonara tea time is awaiting this weekend <laughs> it's a very good point maybe a, maybe another trip to miami just for you know, the sake of it to have some fun on the beach not to play basketball but joe it's a really good point because what miami is doing right now is beating new york at their own game and yes the knicks have been booked as a favorite for all three games inside madison square garden in this series that's what the ratings say that's what the models provide you're not going to adjust the number all that much on a very small sample size regardless of how impactful those games might be but Miami as an underdog they have relished mm. that role seven games in these playoffs all five against Milwaukee the first two in New York they are six and one against the number they have won five of the seven outright so Joe when Miami gets ready for tonight what do you think the Heat's expectation is for this trip to Madison Square Garden exactly what it was for each game uh, prior here they have relished in this underdog role like you said there Ben this is who Jimmy Butler is this is who this team is when you look at the lineup I believe you we've got seven undrafted NBA players mm. starting for the Miami Heat that are they're all scoring buckets when you look at the um, the usage rate across the board you know they going 10 deep Spolster right now and every one of those guys is having an opportunity to get the shot that they want there is no hero ball they're willing to pass and assist more than actually shoot which is a very rare thing these days in the NBA this is the ultimate team game and they believe in one another they're going to go in they've won the first half incidentally Ben in every game against the Knicks here they're going to win the first half again here and then the Knicks are going to be up against it going what do we do now even the game Jimmy Butler didn't play in the Knicks uh, were still down at the break I see that happening again here tonight it's a really good point Joe a really good point and maybe an area to look at Miami outright if you're still a little bit skeptical they close out the series tonight but the odds indicate the Heat are going to do that minus 900 
to win this series outright. That doesn't just take into account game six back in South Beach. Something to think about for game number five inside yep. the Garden. And Joe, we mentioned it earlier because of Philadelphia's surprising upset in Boston last night. The Celtics entered yesterday a minus 310 favorite to win that series, a minus 175 odds on favorite to win the entire Eastern Conference. Now it's the 76ers as an odds on favorite, minus 110. But still, Joe, both Philly and Boston in front of Miami. So how do you think the Heat match up with either the Sixers or the Celtics? Oh, I, I just, it, it's, you want value, Ben? The Celtics are two games away from making it to, you know, that thing called the Eastern Conference Finals, which you have to make in order to win at plus 210. Yeah. And the Heat are one game away, and they're still at plus 340 right now. And yeah, they're going to win tonight. The value is on the Heat. If I'm a Sixers fan, I don't want to see a negative number. I don't want to see minus anything next to the, uh, to the Sixers. And if you're a Philly fan, you don't want to see an angry nope. Jimmy Butler back in the city of Brotherly Love <laughs> for an Eastern Conference I Finals either. That's going, that's, that's going to be something for the morning after up next. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Now time for a little Major League Baseball, our daily diamond dash around the bigs live right here on this Wednesday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Joe Ranieri here for not a second, but a third consecutive segment here on this Wednesday on TMA. Again, he's the hardest working man in showbiz, the hardest working man on the Spiz Grizz. And Joe, the New York Mets, when it comes to their pitching staff, Things at times just don't seem to work out all that well. Now, there isn't a ton of concern, it would seem, around Max Scherzer, but he was scratched from his scheduled start yesterday against the Cincinnati Reds. He has already missed 10 days this year due to a sticky stuff suspension. We know Justin Verlander placed on the injured list on opening day as well. The Mets starters at the top two of the rotation have not been healthy all year together that doesn't even take into account edwin diaz who was injured during the world baseball classic joe what is your level of concern around this mets pitching staff at the moment well how about a mets team that is now uh have gone what they've lost 12 out of the last 15 13 out of the last 15 games yep. they have a 355 million dollar payroll Ben, 355 million, and they're in a 12 or 13 out of the last 15 game losing streak with aging pitchers. Now, this is the same Mets team that didn't want to pay DeGrom because they were worried about his longevity, right? Would they be, you know, the arm issues were just too much. So what did you end up doing? Well, you bundled all those hundreds of millions of dollars and gave it to two aging pitchers who, guess what? 
can't stay healthy. What a shock. This new ownership group for the Mets is laughable that you spent $355 million on this team. You're damn right you got to be worried about it. You know why? Because look at the teams they're going to have to be facing down the stretch here, Ben. The top guys, those rotations. They aren't 40-year-olds anchoring them. They are dudes who can absolutely ball or young guns that can absolutely ball. Listen, you know what? I'm going to be shocked. We're going to wake up tomorrow, and the Mets are going to trade for Syndergaard. That's what this team does. It would not shock me in the least bit. They're living in the past, the New York Mets, Ben. <laughs> They're trying to bring anybody back. The amazing Joe, to your point, with not Max Scherzer starting yesterday, but David Peterson oh. drop a game in Cincy to the Reds. The Reds led seven to one after five innings. The Mets did try to muster yep. up a comeback, but they fall one run short, seven to six. The final in favor of Cincinnati. So now the Mets have dropped twelve of their last fifth. Games. New York oh. started off the season 14 and 7. Now they are two games below 500 at 17 and 19. Joe, it's only the first or second week of May, pretty much about a month and a half into this Major League Baseball season. When you see teams on a trend like what New York is facing right now, losing 12 of their last 15, at what point do mm -hmm. you become even more concerned about the overall direction of a franchise? still with so much baseball left to play well it, you know it, usually when we see streaks like this right slumps like this early in the season we have to look at the overall picture ben and go it like in years past with the mets right well, they got DeGrom at the top of the rotation, right? So we know when DeGrom's going to be available, you know every, you know, fifth day or so, you're going to have a guy that's going to be that stopgap, the guy that's going to stop losing streaks, that's going to give you a chance to win, and usually winning is contagious here. But who is that guy in this Mets staff? Uh, they're hoping it's Verlander. But really, are we putting all our eggs in the Verlander basket to somehow be that guy? I don't know that they have it, which worries me long-term for this Mets team. Who is going to be that guy that you can count on every fourth or fifth day, Ben, to show up and stop the bleeding? I don't know the Mets know either. Now the second best team in all of Major League Baseball, the best team in the National League at 25 and 11, winners of three consecutive games, the Atlanta Braves. And Joe, we expected mm. the National League East to be a wildly competitive division this season. Philadelphia, after the World Series run last year, got better this offseason, adding guys like Trey Turner to their offensive lineup. The Mets add as well. But now every other team in the National League East, not named Atlanta, at least a game below 500 or worse. Are the Braves going to run away with this division, Joe Ranieri? Well, the Braves have some issues as well. They just threw Max Fried on the IL for 15 days yesterday. He was supposed to pitch today, but now they're scrambling to try and throw some sort of rotation together and figure that out. So, yes, they have uh, they've got some issues. Uh, we were hoping, no, they were hoping Soroka would be able to be back by this time or at least sooner uh, rather than later. But at least they have a couple of other arms in that rotation that hey we can rely on them to hold the fort down here until we can get healthy enough to compete late in august and in september uh but the bats 
The bats are what's going to keep Atlanta uh, rolling here, uh, but I'm a little concerned that those front-end guys, those number one starters, eesh, uh, losing Freed for any significant time is a problem for the New York, uh, for the Atlanta Braves, because you mentioned it. Philadelphia is not going anywhere, people. No way. A big, big lead for the Braves right now. A seven and a half game advantage over the Miami Marlins, who at 18 and 19 still have the second best record in the National League East. But obviously, there is a lot of baseball to play. Joe, as we go around the National League, the Dodgers got off to a rather shaky start. A game below 500, 10 and 11. But since then, the Dodgers have figured it out. You mentioned Noah Syndergaard, Thor on the bump for the Dodgers getting the start yesterday, but more so as an opener as opposed to a full-blown long-inning starter. The Dodgers still knock off the Brewers, though, in Milwaukee, 6-2. Yep. to two. Joe, as things stand, the Dodgers have won 12 of their last 16 games. The Brewers entered on a two-game win streak, but now they have dropped seven of their last nine. Are both of these teams playing baseball right now more like you expected they would before the year got going? Yeah, well, the Brewers started off so hot, Ben, but you, uh, they were a team that I faded uh, coming into the year. I took under their win total. I think it was 76, 77 wins because I do think I don't trust this lineup, and we're starting to see what this lineup is really all about. They, too, a ton of injuries in that rotation. Don't necessarily trust the bullpen. Devin Williams has been shaky at best here so far this year. But the bats have come through, but I don't expect that to continue. And both of these teams, including the Dodgers, at some point, you got to hit left-handed pitching. Uh, I'm shocked that the Dodgers were actually able to get the Lauer last night because Lauer has owned them in his career. Uh, but now we got another lefty tonight that both of these teams have to go at. Kershaw's going up against Miley. Oh, my goodness. At some point, the teams that we think are going to separate themselves... You better learn how to hit left-handed uh, pitching there, Dodgers. It's been uh, it's been your Achilles heel for far too long now. Yep, absolutely so. But the Dodgers starting to play a lot better baseball. Winners of 12 mm -hmm. in the last 16. The best record once again in the National League West. To the American League yep. West we go. A matchup of aces yesterday in Anaheim for the Halos at home. Booked as a greater than a dollar and 40 favorite. It was Shohei Otani on the bump. On the other side, Robert Valdez for the Houston Astros. In Valdez gets the better of Otani. Shohei's first loss this year mm -hmm. on the bump, now a four in one record as Houston wins three to one yesterday in Anaheim. Joe, what was your assessment of yesterday's battle of aces in Anaheim? Well, it, it, it had pitchers battle written all over it, didn't it, Ben? I mean, that was really what we thought going into this. Both of these teams have some issues facing big power right-handed uh, pitchers there. So Otani, we knew, was going to be a tough out for uh, the Astros. But they, had, they only took one inning, right? A, a big fifth inning. They scored three runs, and... That was it. They were able to hold it down from there. A uh, lot of strikeouts in that game. A lot of, uh, you know, when the ball is not hitting the barrel, that's a good sign. And uh, I still think the Houston Astros will be there when it's all said and done. And ironically enough, the Angels, as long as they can stay healthy, they're going to be right there with them here, too, at least over the next month or two into the season.
The Angels still three games above 500. The Astros with the victory yeah. yesterday get back to an even 500 at 18 in 18. The Rangers atop the American League West at 21 in 14. Shohei Otani, after being sensational in his first four to five starts of the year, has given up uh, 12 earned in total over his last three starts. But Framber Valdez yesterday striking out 12, facing off against the Halos. So, Joe, as we go around Major League Baseball, the Astros currently still remain the favorites to win the American League. Actually, I say that, and now the odds have flipped. So, kind of stealing the luster of my question. Joe, I was going to ask, Houston entered yesterday as the favorites to win the AL pennant. They win to get back to an even 500, 18 and 18. The Rays go down in Camden to the Baltimore Orioles, who have the second best record in the American League. My question was going to be, Joe, when do the Rays flip to the favorite? But now we see Tampa atop the American League. Who would be your favorite at this moment, Joe? I was going to say the answer is today, Ben. That was an easy question. Uh, they are going to become <laughs> uh, the favorite right now, and that's when it flips here. But um, listen, it's it's interesting, too, because I know everyone has stuck a fork in the Yankees, and, and I've been guilty of it uh, as well here because the injuries, shocker, are piling up once again. But if we look at the Yankees, they still, I believe, would be tops in the Central, right? They'd be at their record right now. Yep. They'd still be in first place in the Central. They wouldn't be much worse than second in a bunch of other divisions. It just so happens that this American League East is so loaded, Ben, right now that the value, I think, is with the Yankees at 7-1 at to one right now if you wanted to do that because they are going to get healthier and the Yankees, like them or hate them, they're going to be in the conversation late August and early September. The question I think we all have to ask here, Ben, is do we trust the Rays to maintain this streak and this level of play? That's a big ask for this Tampa Bay Rays team because we've seen this from them before, and usually there comes a time in the middle of the season, right around July, Ben, things start to go hard left the other way for this Tampa Bay Rays team. It's probably going to happen again at some point this year. Currently 29-8. That is Tampa's record. They are a minus-185 favorite to win the American League East. They are stacking up wins. The divisional race might get a little bit tough for the Yankees to claw back, but New York is still, despite the disastrous start to this year and people calling for Brian Cashman's head, three games above 500. And they're playing the A's in this midweek series, a team they beat yesterday 10-5. to The Yankees can make up some ground, Joe, a team to keep an eye on for sure, especially as health becomes a component later on in this season. Joe Ranieri, the hardest working man at the Spiz Grizz. All across the Sports Grid Network, we appreciate your time on this Wednesday. Outstanding, Ben. Let's cash some tickets tonight. A lot of games here tonight. A lot of value on the board. Get those tickets in. Eastern Conference Finals in Miami. The question, will Joe Ranieri be courtside? Minus 500 favorite to the yes. We come back on the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
round out this opening hour of the morning after live right here on this Wednesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network, and that now includes the new Sports Grid app. The ultimate sports betting companion app is now available for download at the Apple App Store. Just scan the QR code on your screen, and in an instant, you have all the data sets, all the information, all the insight you could potentially need to become the best sports better you could always be. Your favorite sport, your favorite league, your favorite team, your favorite player, all right there. The information at your fingertips with the new Sports Grid app. Maybe a best bet for tonight's action in the NBA. A doubleheader of game number fives, where two teams playing inside their own home arena are favored to keep their season alive, despite being down in the series in a 3-1 hole. So, will the Knicks, or will the Warriors, or will both, or perhaps neither, continue their season tonight? That was the question, and fade the public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter with both the Knicks and Warriors on the brink of elimination, who keeps their season alive tonight? The New York Knicks, the Golden State Warriors, both of those clubs or neither of those two teams down in a 3-1 hole. Most of the public, and I understand it, having confidence in Golden State. More than 55% of the public saying only the Warriors keep their season afloat tonight. Not a ton of love for the Knicks, not a ton of love for both of these teams doing it, or neither of these two. The public matching up with the odds here is Golden State is now a seven and a half point favorite at home tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. The Knicks just a three and a half point favorite against the Miami Heat, who as an underdog these playoffs, five to two straight up, six and one against the number. We'll come back for hour number two, live right here on this Wednesday on the morning after on Sports Grid in just a few minutes.